Welcome to Minnesota Cannabis Conversations, a podcast hosted by me, Jason Tarasek, a cannabis attorney with Minnesota Cannabis Law. This podcast aims to introduce you to the people in Minnesota involved in hemp, CBD, and medical marijuana. We'll also provide insights about efforts to legalize adult use marijuana in Minnesota. There's a lot going on in cannabis in Minnesota. And this podcast aims to educate, connect, and empower our community. Minnesota Cannabis Conversations is produced and distributed by Business of Cannabis, an award-winning cannabis media company. Hey everybody, up next is John Dugas with Superior Extractions in White Bear Lake. He was one of the many Minnesotans I met in Las Vegas at MJ Business Con in December 2019. As you might expect, Superior Extractions is an extraction company, but they're branching out into retail that they're going to do as an e-commerce site to diversify their portfolio in this Wild West cannabis market. Listen to John as he talks about his ideas for remediation of hot hemp, which might help a lot of farmers avoid having to completely destroy their crops. This is an idea that I agree with. It would be a way, rather than destroying or disposing of a crop, but remediating it, bringing the THC down, particularly saving the farmer's investment. Thank you for joining us today. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. Good to be here in Las Vegas after seeing each other last week in Minnesota. Yeah, this is all we do is go to conventions now. Absolutely. Yeah, it's a busy time of the year between uh, Thanksgiving and Christmas. Who needs paying work when there are, you know, hats and other swag available yeah absolutely Thirty-five thousand people in general i mean i think it's been a pretty successful conference so i mean but you are not an mj business con virgin no i'm uh this is my second year doing this and uh last year was a little bit of a deer in the headlights experience uh this year we kind of came in with a game plan and some vendors that we really wanted to talk to and um ended up buying a fraction finder for some distillation stuff um, but yeah, talked to some existing vendors, some potential new ones, and saw a lot of Minnesota faces. So I think it's been really cool. So tell us about your business. What do you do back in Minnesota? Yeah, so uh, Superior Extractions was uh, originally uh, founded uh, to alleviate industrial hemp processing bottlenecks in Minnesota for um, CBD manufacturing. So most of the cultivation is primarily for CBD. Um, And so really what we're trying to do is do a lot of polishing for ethanol crude, um, toll processing, split deals. Um, We do do small amounts of biomass extraction, but we do take in... uh, really higher end, more quality material um, to make some stuff. We'll eventually be jumping into the consumer uh, marketplace here uh, early next month. But uh, yeah, lining up deals with farmers, cleaning up other people's oil, um, hopefully jumping into remediation here pretty soon. So um, really a lot of a lot of services we offer. Okay, so so this the purpose of this podcast, at least in, in my brain, is to kind of educate the public, I guess, and, and sort of neophytes in the industry. You used a couple terms. Let's go back to them. You talked yeah. about a toll agreement and a split agreement. What yeah. are those in the context of your extraction business? Yeah, so a toll agreement is where they pay us to basically provide the service uh, for them. So basically a farmer would give us the biomass, pay us a fee for the processing, um, which can vary anywhere between like $50 and $80 a pound right now, um, depending on the quality of the biomass. Um, 
And then uh, split processing is right now a lot of farmers don't have a lot of upfront cash to pay the actual processing fees. Um, and so we take in a portion of the end product material as payment to cover, to cover the processing services. So essentially supplying us with pure CBD oil and then we return a portion back to the customer so they can make their own products with it. Okay, and another term you're using here is, is biomass. Just tell our listeners what, what that might mean. Yeah, so biomass or flour, I, I guess flour would be a better term for what we take in. But biomass, uh, primarily we're looking for really high, dense, rich uh, CBD buds. Um, I think there's a lot of discrepancy between smokable and biomass, and I think eventually as the smokable market um, will probably get regulated, everything will kind of be considered more, more flour because that's where the CBD is concentrated. But... Uh, we take in we take in a lot of inventory from Wisconsin farmers and Minnesota farmers. Um, try to find stuff that's more bud dense, like I said, um, as opposed to a lot of the leafy and stem material. But there's a re- really a lot of disparity between skill level and growers, so it's kind of tough to de- to control that sometimes. Okay, uh, a couple of other things you mentioned that I want to get back to. You said you might be getting into the retail space yourself. Uh, yeah, not so much uh, brick and mortar, but selling to those guys and doing like an e-commerce platform and launching a brand name so okay so what's your background how did how did you find your way to this industry yeah so uh, i had a molecular biology degree from colorado college so i was kind of in the right place at the right time uh was golfing with a couple guys who run uh, newview pharmaceutical in pueblo colorado and just began to kind of learn some of the processes in the laboratory um, and then when I came home, I was kind of trying to figure out how to break into the restricted med- med- medical marijuana scene um, and then realized that CBD was kind of this up-and-coming thing and there was a need for processors and there's a lot of crossover between the, the, the processing, the two types of plants. And so essentially got into the hemp processing lab, manufacturing CBD and um, kind of how I got here now. So it's been about three years of doing this. So Okay. And, and how's business? How are you doing? Uh, doing good. We had a really good month of October. Um, November was pretty slow, and then this month really picked up again. So, I mean, we're starting to really starting to achieve some goals here. We're definitely getting over the 100, 100K in revenue per month uh, on a good month. And then, but like I said, I mean, it's so inconsistent with toll processing. It could be, it, it could be 100K one month. It could be 20K the next month. Uh, and really, that's the goal of sending out a brand name is to develop some consistency in sales um, just because the Midwest is a really underdeveloped wholesale market for for distillate and isolate and things like that. All right, a couple other terms there. Define distillate and isolate for us. Yeah, so distillate is a refined hemp oil, so it usually goes through a winterization process, so you're taking off all the fats and the lipids, and then you're taking it through basically a hot condenser um, where you're then stripping off chlorophyll, extra solvents. we found azulene the other day and, a resi- and residual solvent and chlorophyll in there. Um, so you can take all that stuff out of an ethanol extract um, right. and, and really turn it into like a honey-like CBD purity of like 80, 90%. Okay, so do, does a distillate have any THC in it? Um, it can have probably 2 to 4%, but we can second pass that and bring it down to about half a percent to, to 2%. Um, and then really that's why there's a need for remediation and even regulation on surrounding the ambiguity because if, if we're selling those 2-3% THC um, kilos to, to, to people and they're going to formulate it down, it doesn't make sense to really pre-dilute that and expose more solvents to the, to the process. So. Okay, and now another word that I'd like to circle back to, remediation. Now, you and I have been talking about this. We're both members of the Minnesota Hemp Association. Yeah. And uh, 
there is a, uh, a measure of the law that says if, um, if a farmer's crop tests hot, then they got to destroy or dispose, depending on whether you're looking at the farm bill or the, or the Minnesota law, they got to yeah. destroy or dispose of the entire crop. Yeah. And so you and I uh, we have an idea about another way to possibly take care of that. And tell, yeah. tell us about that. Yeah, so I mean, you could use uh, uh, CPC or flash chromatography. I mean, there's two different methods you can use for remediation. Um, it, it, it is a really solvent intensive process and I don't think FDA regulators and people are, are really aware of that. Um, but you're basically fractionating cannabinoid molecules, um, separating them physically from one another. And so you can take out pesticides, which is what it will be really good for, and you can also remediate THC. Mm -hmm. um, but it's really important because or organ, for example, um, if your crop goes hot there, you, as long as you're contracted with a licensed remediator, um, I believe they have pro steps in place to help those farmers save that crop. And I think it re we really need to call on Minnesota regulators to develop a remediation program to, whether it's a second license for pro existing processors for handling a controlled substance um, or offering the service to the farmers uh, and other people who want to clean their oils out. I think there's a big need for it. Okay, so you're saying Oregon already has an established precedent for this, where instead of forcing a farmer to, to destroy their entire crop, perhaps there'd be a method to remediate it, save it, bring the THC down, and satisfy the regulators, but yet still allow the farmer to recoup his investment, essentially, from, yeah. the, from the time and money he's put into the, yeah. the, that crop. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, I mean, it'll obviously, what concerns regulators, it illuminates a bigger question of what happens with all that Delta-9 THC. And I think we see, uh, I, I think we see that it'll be a good thing because farmers will get the value back of their crop. And then um, we, we obviously know uh, medical cannabis in Minnesota—they're probably moving into the into the CBD space as well. So it'll be interesting to see if they'll allow business-to-business -business sales um, uh, between a lot of these companies, whether it's for remediated Delta 9 THC or buying CBD. Interesting. Um, so there, there may be a market available. Yeah, absolutely. In Minnesota for this. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, rather than just destroying it. So, mm -hmm. All right. And uh, you also said, hey, that you um, started your, your company because you recognize there might be a bottleneck in terms of extractors and the processing. So how has that worked out? Are there enough extractors in Minnesota? Or is um, I, 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 I think there aren't enough extractors in Minnesota. And I think uh, there's just a general processing bottleneck across the entire country. But Ethanol is a really great solvent for, for the thousands of pounds types of orders. I mean, we're obviously trying to stick in a more boutique market, so there's more material that available than we could ever imagine to process ourselves. And so um, I think eventually people, rather than trying to do everything themselves, they'll, they'll stick in certain parts of the value chain and rely on other people, whether it's making the bulk at DWAX ethanol crude and then coming to us for polishing and remediation services. So I think these things will start to settle out as they're as as definitions for for products really come into place yeah this extract extraction equipment that you use is not cheap i imagine no no not at all yeah not at all so if you're planning on being a grower and a processor you got to plan ahead for, to write a big check for that yeah absolutely and i think i mean i think there's a lot of rush for people to vertic vertically integrate their companies right now and i i, I think as the industry matures uh, i think in general i think there'll be more individualized companies whether they're just processors just growers and uh, all these transportation issues, whether it's interstate commerce or, 
or within state commerce uh, will will start to ease up and allow for distribution of of goods and things like that. So excellent. Well, John Dugas, thank you for your time here on Cannabis Conversations or whatever <laughs> other name we have to change yeah. it to. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Good luck in not getting out of Vegas in one piece. Yeah. I understand that the plane is waiting for you, so I think you're safe. Thank Absolutely. You. Thank you, Jason. Okay. You have just listened to Minnesota Cannabis Conversations, a podcast by me, Jason Tarasek, a cannabis attorney with Minnesota Cannabis Law. Minnesota Cannabis Conversations is produced and distributed by Business of Cannabis. Learn more about Jason at minnesotacannabislaw.com and find all things related to the business of cannabis at businessofcannabis.ca. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time.